from the United Nations in New York City, this is Radio Rotary. Hi everyone, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends, dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, today we're so excited because we're coming to you, our listening audience from the United Nations in New York City. And we'll be speaking with Rotarians from all around the world about the great things that Rotary does to help humanity. So you know, Sarah, I know that uh, hotels can be very expensive in New York City, but here's somebody who apparently decided to save on the hotel bill by pitching a tent in the lobby of the United Nations. His name is Mitch Kahn. Good morning, Mitch. Good morning. And tell us... That's a big joke. You've got to tell our listeners the truth. The tent in the lobby at the United Nations Rotary UN Day is our shelter box, one of the premier efforts that Rotary does globally. So, Mitch, tell us, what is Shelterbox? Uh, Shelterbox is an international disaster relief agency that we're providing shelter, warmth, and dignity to people who've been displaced due to disasters, either natural or man-made. And uh, let's describe it for our listeners. It's a pretty big tent. Uh, it's a uh, looks like an igloo, and uh, I'm five foot ten. I could stand up in it, and it's designed to uh, accommodate how many people? Uh, we say it's good for a family. Uh, it is a large tent, and there's a lot of technology in it. So in, in warmer climates, it, there's an outer shell and an inner shell to help keep the inner uh, living area cool. But in uh, northern climates in the wintertime, there's actually a thermal blanket that can go around it to keep people warm and safe during the, the cold weather. And my understanding is that it has provisions for how many months? Well, actually in Haiti, after the earthquake, people have been living these for years. But, yeah. you know, we're looking for months. This is to help people stabilize their lives so that they can rebuild and move on. So, so, so around six months, I believe, it can, um, you know, it's packed with more than the tent sure. for our listeners. Give us some examples of some of the other items that come in a shelter box. Well, first of all, let's describe the actual shelter box. It looks like a giant Tupperware uh, tub, and it's about the size of an old-fashioned steamer trunk. And, you know, you guys should give lessons on packing for going on vacation. There is not a square centimeter that's wasted, a, a sp wasted space in here. Tell us what's in the average shelter box uh, when, it, when it gets sent to a disaster area. Sure. Certainly, the, the big thing is the tent that provides the shelter. But also, these are life-saving tools. So we provide the cookware, pots and pans, cups, knives and forks for people to be able to uh, provide meals for their family. We provide mosquito netting in tropical climates. We provide uh, tools, hammers, saws, etc., so people can rebuild and do things around the home. Uh, there's water purification, which is usually a very uh, big need in many uh, disaster areas. And we also provide a uh, school kit for the kids. So there'll be toys and coloring books and crayons and school supplies so that when uh, everything gets back to normal, they can actually provide themselves the, the things that they need to go to school. One of the most fascinating things I'm looking at right now at the entrance to the shelter box tent is a light that can be used at night and during the day it gets charged by the sun. Who, who thought that one up? Sure, that's uh, that's actually a partner with uh, Luminade. Uh, this was a uh, great idea by a couple of women from New York. That, and uh, guess what? They were winners of Shark Tank. They were winners of Shark Tank. So right. with, with a few hours of uh, ch sunlight uh, charging, uh, this, the, uh, the Luminade will provide up to 14 hours of light for people, which Again, when the sun goes down, there's no power. It's, it's life-saving, but also you see one flashing at the entrance in areas like Africa where there's uh, 
lions and things that will eat you, the, the flashing light is actually a beacon to keep the, uh, the predators scares, away. scares them away. And just for our listeners, it's it's about the size of a half a loaf of bread, and it, it, it also blows up. So it's teeny-weeny until you blow it up and activate it. It looks like a little pillow. So where have the shelter boxes gone around the world? So it's been all over the world. Uh, recently, we're uh, trying to build aid for Mosul and all the families that are that are trapped in that conflict. We've been in Syria for many, many years. We helped uh, Hurricane Matthew in Haiti, the earthquakes, earthquakes in Nepal, uh, Typhoon Haiyan in uh, Fiji. So we're, we're everywhere wherever disaster is. And um, unfortunately, you're back in Haiti. Yeah, well, Haiti's, Haiti's um, you know, it's a poor nation with, with a lot of issues, and uh, they, they've had a run of bad luck, I guess, but uh, we're proud to be there. We've got a good response team, and that's another one of Shelter Box's uh, many features. We have a trained professional staff that will go in immediately and, and find the people that need the most help and deploy resources. We stage this age around the world in, in, in areas that are known to have disasters so that we can very quickly bring tents and, and relief to people that are, that are in crisis. And let me just say, Shelter Box is an example of one person's idea. It was the seed of an idea by a Rotarian in Europe, and he developed it, and it has now become a global initiative. Now, if someone wants to endow a Shelter Box uh, to be sent somewhere uh, in need around the world, how much would it cost? Uh, for $1,000, we provide a box that can be tracked. Um, but shelter box is also evolving. So what we found is that in many cases, like after a hurricane, people have walls, but they don't have roofs. So we're, we're evolving our aid as well for shelter kits and other forms of aid that's really applicable to what the people uh, on the ground need. And if people would like more information about shelter box or perhaps to help you out, uh, is there a website? Absolutely. Shelterboxusa.org. One more time. That's shelterboxusa.org. Well, Mitch Kahn, thank you for everything that you're doing to protect people around the world in need, and thanks so much for joining us today on Radio Rotary. My pleasure. Well, we're very excited now to welcome uh, our Rotarian, Steve Goldsmith, and uh, his good friend, Prava. Prava, would you pronounce your last name for us? Prava Shankar Narayan. Very pleasure. happy to be here. Pleasure to have you both on Radio Rotary. And you're involved with something called Mediators Beyond Borders. Rotarian Steve Goldsmith, tell us, what's that all about? Well, we know that peace is one of Rotary's primary uh, objectives and primary areas of focus. So as a Rotarian and also a member of Mediators Beyond Borders, I saw the link between it. And we're an organization that, like Rotary, believes in working with partners and building their capacity for peace. And, Prav, I understand that you are the chief uh, executive officer of this. She's the uh, big cheese, Jonah, the big cheese. The boss lady. <laughs> and what got you interested in this? Well, that's too long a story for this <laughs> radio right. show. But what I will tell you is that a few years ago, um, at one of our Mediators Beyond Borders annual meetings, we discovered that about a quarter of the members were Rotarians. And people started saying, this is how we do things at Rotary. This is how we do things there, which is when we realized that we had a shared interest in peace building. That has led to a growing partnership with Rotary clubs, districts, zones across the globe 
And that is what brings me to Rotary International Day at the UN today. Exactly, and to the United Nations. So we're delighted. This is something that Rotary does is they seek out um, partners. Things happen organically, as did for you and your organization. And then these very strong uh, partnerships are formed that do change people's lives. Is this your first UN Day, Sonic? Yes, it is. I come to the UN all the time for meetings, but it's my first Rotary Day at the UN. And and we've had a table for a couple years, and one of the most exciting things about this year is we've been doing this uh, International Training Institute for women peace builders that have been funded by a global grant last year and again this year. Last year was in Southeast Asia, focused in Jakarta with the Jakarta Club as the host and Mediators Beyond Borders providing the trainers. This coming, what's coming up, and we're looking for sponsors by clubs and districts for a global grant based in Bogota, where women from the five surrounding countries will come together and be trained in grassroots peace building. And is this for mediation it mostly? Is that is that how it's driven? Well, it's driven by the idea of both UN Resolution 1325 okay. and the General Assembly Resolution 65 supporting mediation. Recognizing that women form half the earth, we set out to train women as leaders in peace building. So some of them are academics, some of them are community members, some of them are leaders of organizations, some are policymakers. The idea is that if we can train women to be at the table, to set the table, to set the agenda, and negotiate and mediate, that that capacity will really change the world. So, Prabhat, the idea is to start small, mediating between people, maybe between groups of uh, tribe members mm-hmm. in Africa or communities in India, yes. and then maybe build up to uh, world peace? Absolutely. That's the goal. So that's why we're training women at all levels. Some of them are at the Geneva tables. Some of them are doing interfaith work in Jakarta. And some of them are here at the United Nations like you. Right. And, and mediation is more broadly, it's not just disputes between two people, but mediation skills we train people to use in dialogues between ethnic groups, and even we're going to be hoping to train Rotarians who are supposed to do a community assessment when they have a global grant, but who knows how to do a community assessment? It's not natural, but it's a very easily acquired skill. So we're going to be training Rotarians uh, to do that to increase the sustainability of our global grants. Very interesting. Very interesting. And speaking of Rotarians, Steve Goldsmith, you are Rotarian. What club do you belong to? Hawthorne LAX Lennox, which is in the Los Angeles area near the airport. And just so you know, right now you hold the prize for the farthest traveled of of whom we we've interviewed on Radio Rotary at this day. Well, it's a prize being here. (laughs) And uh, let the people at home who might not be Rotarians know why it's so much fun and so rewarding to be a Rotarian. Well, because you get to be an organization with lots of people like yourself who want to be of service. Uh, Service above self is the thing that attracted me to Rotary. And so you can do lots of uh, things. And there's a lot of young people. I think there's almost as many rotor actors, young young professionals and high school students affiliated with Rotary as there are Rotarians. So, And probably if people want more information about uh, Mediation Without Borders, do you have a website? We do. Just go to www.mediatorsbeyondborders.org. So give us one more time. www.mediatorsbeyondborders.org. 
all one word, dot org. Well, I want to thank Steve and Barbara for all the great work they're doing to uh, give peace a chance, as the song used to say. And thank you so much, both of you, for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you very much. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and investment services. With 13 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess and Orange Counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, including Riverside Bank with division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal and business needs. Check them out at salisburybank.com. That's salisburybank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Hi, this is Kathy Krueger, producer of Radio Rotary. If you are listening now, so are your customers. You can advertise on Radio Rotary for as little as $25 per week. Call me, Kathy Krueger, at 845-635-3499. That's 845-635-3499 for full details. Or email me at info at radiorotary.org. That's info at radiorotary.org. Looking forward to working with you. Our next guest on Radio Rotary here at the United Nations Day in New York City is Anna Abraham, and she's with something called Gift of Life. Good morning, Anna, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. So tell us, what is Gift of Life? Well, Gift of Life International is an organization, it's an international organization that provides pediatric cardiac care to children around the world. Now, when you say cardiac care, that's heart operations, correct? That is heart operations. That is correct. And um, generally, when a child is born, the, the highest risk that they run is having heart problems. And in a country like the United States, the doctors generally know about that ahead of time. They've got doctors there. It's a pin-sized hole in their heart. They correct it, and the child lives on not ever really having any problems ever for the rest of their life. But not in the case in a lot of other places in the world. So tell us about that. Well, that's absolutely correct. So we generally reach out to areas um, that are war-torn areas, in particular uh, El Salvador, Uganda. Um, we also have a program in Jamaica and many, many other countries around the world. Um, and I am, in particular, I'm here with the chapter that's in Lebanon. Um, and as you all know, Lebanon uh, has received a lot of Syrian refugees. And so we're working um, to help some of the 12,000 children that are Syrian refugees in Lebanon. And many, many, many of those have uh, pediatric 
cardiac care needs that are not being met. So. And how is it that you do help? Is it just sending money and supplies, or do you have physicians and nurses go overseas? If only it was that simple of just sending money and supplies. Um, we actually we work with um, uh, we work with hospitals that are there. Gift of Life Lebanon, in particular, works with the American University of Beirut Medical Center (AUBMC), Children's Heart Center, and um, Hamoun Hospital in particular, and we work with doctors that volunteer their time, nurses that volunteer their time, and these hospitals that really pull together to help us make sure that these children get what they need. So that's quite a partnership, or collaboration, I should say. And where are you based out of? You're working with the Lebanon chapter, but where are you, Anna, based out of? <laughs> well, I live in Brooklyn, okay. <laughs> and I am based here in New York, okay. and, um, and I help get the word out to people in this country about what's going on there and um, and and also in, with Gift of Life International we have so many programs in so many other countries and we're just helping I'm helping them make sure that people know that this is happening and that we're welcome welcome to any help and support and donations if you want to help with us we're a wonderful organization many decades old now Anna speaking of information if people want more information do you have a website? Absolutely you can go to giftoflifeinternational.org Org. One more time. Giftoflifeinternational.org. Sarah, you had a question. I stepped oh, on you. I apologize. No, that's all right. I was going to ask for the contact information, so that was covered. But we remember interviewing this organization in years past, but we'd never met this lovely lady, Anna. So is this your first year at the United Nations UN Day? It is. Okay. <laughs> and how did you get involved with this cause? Well, I, um, the president of Gift of Life International is, uh, sorry, the president of Gift of Life Lebanon, which is a chapter of Gift of Life International, is Lina Shihayeb, and she's a good friend of mine, ah, and when okay. she started the Lebanon chapter, she asked me if I would help her with it, and of course, I was more than happy to help with it, and good once I got you. more involved in the, in the organization, I fell in love with what they were doing, and she is a Rotarian, and has brought me in into the Rotarian world, and I am just shocked by how much good the Rotarians are doing. Are, are you a Rotarian yet? I'm a Rotarian wannabe. Okay. I am working on it. Make the leap. You'll never regret it. You will never look back. There are plenty of great clubs in Brooklyn. If you want to know where that sure club are. in Brooklyn or any place else is, go to rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org. Click on the club locator button, type in your hometown, and uh, find out where your local Rotary Club meets. Join the fun, the food, the fellowship, and get to meet people like our great guest, Anna Abraham. So, Miss Sarah O'Connell. You really are, Anna, a Rotarian in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Give us that uh, website one more time if people want to uh, help out with your organization. Sure, thank you. It's giftoflifeinternational.org. Thank you. And thank you, Anna Abraham, for not only all the great work you're doing to help uh, sick children around the world, especially in Lebanon, but thanks so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. It was our pleasure. Thanks. Well, Sarah, I don't know about you, but I've had a great day at UN Day. So have I, Jonah. We look forward to this every year. It is truly a special day when the UN closes and is only accepting Rotarians. So many people come from not just the region, not just New York City, but from all over the world to enjoy this special day. You know why else it's special? Why is that? <laughs> because eight years ago at the UN, on this very day, 
we started working together on Radio Rotary. They said it wouldn't last. Oh, there you go. You know, you always remember that. That's so sweet. You're right. We The show had been created by District 7210, and things were changing with the on-air uh, staff, and you and I agreed through emails and phone calls that we would give it a whirl, And the, but the first time we ever worked together was at UN Day. You're absolutely right. And it's lasted eight years because you are one of the two most tolerant women in America. You know who the other one is? I absolutely do. A shout out to Ellen Wasser. <laughs> My darling wife. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a great pleasure to bring you today's edition of Radio Rotary from the United Nations in New York City. Our special thanks goes to our sponsor, Salisbury Bank, your regional bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Please visit them at salisburybank.com and by the featured Rotary Clubs of New City, New Paltz, Patterson, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Wallkill East, Wappingers, and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell, our producer Kathy Kruger, and the Wizard of the Buttons are fabulous engineer, Mr. Jay Verzi. This is Jonah Trebowasser thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. So long from the United Nations in New York City. With severe weather events becoming more frequent and more extreme, it is more important than ever that New Yorkers are prepared for disasters. The New York Citizens Preparedness Training Program teaches residents to have the tools and resources to prepare for any type of disaster, respond accordingly, and recover as quickly as possible. The training course will provide an introduction to responding to a natural or man-made disaster. Participants will be advised on how to properly prepare for any disaster, including developing a family emergency plan and stocking up on emergency supplies. So attend the next session on February 8th at 1130 at Marasco Senior Center, 555 Union Avenue in New Windsor, New York. For more information, go to www.prepare.ny.gov. That's www.prepare.ny.gov.